You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 131. Today, I'm sitting down with Rose Radford, and we're talking all about the high-ticket evergreen system. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hi, I'm Beverly Simpson, former fitness manager turned online personal training business owner. And this podcast is where smart fitness professionals, including trainers and clinicians, discover how to increase client performance in movement, package and position their products and services and get out of their own way so that they can increase their revenue to live a life that they love without sleazy sales. Welcome to the PT Profit Podcast. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson, and I am super pumped to bring to you today's episode. So I had Rose Radford come and speak to my PT Profit Accelerators, and it was mind-blowing. We talked about so many important, amazing concepts that are really going to help their business get to the next level. Why? Because they're able to leverage their time and the assets that they've already created. And so because of that, I figured, Rose, we got to get you on the podcast because chances are if my accelerators have this question, so do you. So I brought her to the podcast and we talked all about the importance of building out and how we can build out this high ticket evergreen system inside of your business so that you can start generating predictable income monthly instead of living on the launch roller coaster. So Rose Radford is a business strategist and coach. After leaving her strategic consultant role at McKinsey and Company at age 25 with no plan, Rose has now created a multiple six-figure online business helping women unlock their income potential online. Rose has made it her life's mission to financially empower women through entrepreneurship and is committed to helping 100,000 women unlock their income potential through online entrepreneurship by the year 2025. Since building a multiple six-figure business herself, Rose discovered only 12% of female-led businesses ever reach this level of financial success. In fact, the income gap between female and male-led business is bigger than the gender corporate salary gap. So through her private mentorship programs and speaking, Rose helps high-achieving women turn their expertise into successful online businesses. Her client results, including doubling and tripling businesses revenue in six months or less and reaching 50K months, as well as helping new entrepreneurs launch their business and sign their first few clients. So before taking the leap to start her own company at age 25, she worked at Kenya supporting new entrepreneurs and creating businesses with minimal resources, then went on to serve CEOs and leaders within global companies and government to help them solve their most difficult problems as a strategy consultant at McKinsey and Company. So when Rose isn't helping women unlock their earning potential. She's bungee jumping, diving with sharks and jumping on a plane or seeking out the next adrenaline fueled thrill. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll that interview. Rose, welcome to the show. I am super pumped to have you here. How are you? How are you doing? I am so well, and I am so grateful to be here with you talking about what we're going to be talking about today, which I'm really excited about. I know your zone of genius is about 
to blow my people's minds. I just had Rose uh, host a presentation for my PT Profit Accelerators, and it was hands down one of the best presentations that we did. And I had tons of questions. You guys are really in for a treat. So for those of you who have never heard of you before, I'd love for you to share a little bit about who you are, who you serve, and how you got there. Absolutely. Yeah. So my name is Rose Radford. I am a business strategist and coach and my zone of genius right now, obviously we all have many zones of geniuses, each of us, but the thing that I'm most well known for, I guess, right now is helping coaches to craft a high ticket group coaching program. So $3,000 and upwards usually, and actually sell it on evergreen rather than selling it on launches every couple of months. So instead of that launch roller coaster that a lot of coaches end up riding, actually instead I teach coaches how to sign one two three sometimes more clients every single week into a flagship group coaching program I love that so now you use the word evergreen so can you just unpack what you mean specifically when you're talking about evergreen versus launches because some of my people might be like wait what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a bit of a buzzword right and also it means different things to different people sometimes. Yeah. Like if you type in evergreen on your iPhone, it'll come up with a tree and everybody's yeah. like, Rose, what are you talking about trees for? <laughs> Is this a Christmas tree? I don't sell like Christmas trees, Rose. <laughs> you work in the online space, Rose. You've got a garden center. <laughs> So evergreen, right. In the marketing world, evergreen basically is the opposite to launching. So launching your opening and closing your cart for your group coaching program or your course, um, you might do a masterclass launch or challenge launch or a social media launch, any of that kind of stuff. Um, whereas evergreen, basically you never really launch. And instead you have open enrollment for that group coaching program. You can sell it all year round. That means then your lead generation and your sales systems are operating all year round as well. Now, I really like going evergreen and being evergreen because it allows you to really refine and optimize and get better and better every single day. If you want to every single week with your marketing system, whereas launching, you only really get to optimize every time you launch, which might only be a couple of times a year. So that's really like the difference. And often people think evergreen, they think, oh, that's selling courses but the thing that's different about what I teach is I teach how to sell high ticket on evergreen so that's like 3k 5k 20k rather than just a $500 course it's a little bit different and what's required for high ticket on evergreen is a bit different obviously selling something that's just $200 Yeah. So I'd love for you to go into that a little bit more. And I'd love for you to also, could you share some of the common myths that people hear, like, or that people feel when they think high ticket and evergreen? Because I know for me, my first instinct is, oh, no one's going to, no one's going to go from zero to 60 or zero to buy in 60 minutes or less, you know? So I'd love for you to just share some of the common myths like that, that you often hear, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. So um, there is actually only 3% or less of your audience at any one time looking to purchase from potentially you or other people. So we're not expecting everybody to watch a pre-recorded webinar or something and sign up straight away. That would be too much of an expectation from a cold audience, really. Um, However, what we are expecting them is to, within an hour or less, to understand who you are, whether you are relevant to them or not, whether you can help them solve a pain that they have. And then that's really a really good filter because when people go through that, that, that say evergreen webinar, for instance, they watch it and they're like, oh, this person's relevant for me or hell no, Rose is so irrelevant to me. I'm going to unsubscribe from email list. Bye-bye, which is totally cool as well, right? It's what you want. Yeah. 
So that's really the entry point at understanding who you are and, and, um, and how you help people and how, how you can help them. So in terms of, let's take, a, let's take a step back for a moment, because I think what might be interesting for me to share first is actually how I ended up realizing that high ticket on evergreen was the best thing for me at least and for many of my clients too who are mums for instance or have other things on their plate and running their business 24 7 is not what they're able to do um so a couple of years ago I was launching I was launching quite a lot of the time and I don't hate launches launches are kind of fun actually and um I was launching a group coaching program which obviously then meant I was closing and opening cart every time we launched I did a challenge launch. It was really successful. I made 30K the first time I did it. I thought, great, I've cracked the code. All I need to do is ramp up ad spend next time, bring more people in and let's double the results. Woohoo! And so I did. I doubled ad spend three months later, running this literally the same launch, same scripts, everything. And we ended up with 11K in sales rather than 30, rather than even, I was aiming for 60, obviously. And that's when I realized just how unpredictable launching can be. You can have all your numbers straight and know that your launch strategy works, but then the results can be totally lackluster. And you might not always know why. By the time you know why, it's too freaking late. So <laughs> that's what I learned. Not to men- and not to mention that pressure that you're literally putting on yourself within a seven to 14 days. And if you've been in this space for any amount of time, you're probably praying or blo- or doing yours, you know, keeping your mind right, clearing your energy, right? Doing all the things that we're told to do to help stay, yeah. to, to keep our state even. Yes, right, absolutely. So. The cut open anxiety is real. And it's such a <laughs> head F about me swearing. It really is. It's, it's not fun at all. Um, so yes, that was my experience with launching. And as I said, launched quite a few times, probably like six or seven times in the end. And then I had people coming towards me when cart was closed for this group coaching program saying, can I sign up? Like, what, what was the best thing for me to work with you through? And I'm like, it's this group coaching program, but it isn't opening again until March. Can you sit still and wait till then? Like, well, of course you're going to lose the client then, unless they're very, very patient. Most people want their problems solved when they want them solved. So then I was actually losing revenue at that point and not able to help the clients that I wanted to help. So I was like, this is a bit screwed up. What what other companies in the world, like Fortune 500 companies, actually close their car? Basically nobody. So why are we doing it in the online space? What are we doing this for? So that's when I really started questioning it. And then I had another group coaching program that was more of a high ticket version. And I actually had evergreened that straight away. In other words, I got it started. I had three people sign up, then a fourth the next week. I was like, great, four people, bit of a crowd, let's get going. And then I had one new client sign up into it every single week for nine weeks in a row. And you'd think at that point, I'd just keep going and doing that, right? (laughs) But no, I thought, let's go for the launch again. Let's go make 30K, (laughs) 60K. Like, it's almost like that. Was it when like people all start jumping all the sheep start jumping off the cliff at the same time oh that looks fun let's start jump like start, let's stop launching again um and then yeah I kind of learned the lesson all over again that launching isn't necessarily the best thing to do I should have just continued signing 5k clients every week and at that point it was 5k um so long story short I learned that actually evergreen allows you to scale your business more gently just signing one new client a week is a game changer for most people um, at this stage um, whether that client is 3k 5k or more then you're like well I'm, I can do one a week a lot of my clients in my freedom accelerator right now are doing one a week and like, oh my gosh I just looked at my numbers we did one a week the whole of last month great okay now let's do two a week how about three there was one week a few, few months ago I had eight clients sign up in a week I was like okay that's enough for me <laughs> we're good there for a moment um yeah. 
So it's a really powerful way of just gently scaling and very, very sustainably scaling and then hitting really consistent 20, 30, 50K months without needing any of the launch stress at all. Mm, So, so good. So what, you know, in your experience, you know, what typically is your customer journey? Meaning someone who, how long does it typically take someone who's never heard of you before to go through your process and become a client? Yeah, we've had people take 24 hours. And we've had other people take probably not quite 24 months, but um, months, put it that way, probably like six or eight months. Um, And actually there was one lady that took 24 months. (laughs) She was a slow burn. So, and that's the thing. I'm willing to be patient, really willing to be patient. And I think for a lot of people in the online space, we've got so used to having short-term wins, launch something, make 20K, launch something, make 100K. And actually playing the long game is very rare and very, very powerful. So I know the people that have entered my funnel today will become clients in the weeks and months to come. And I am so willing to be patient for them because I'd rather they come and invest the amount of money they'll come invest with me when they know they're ready and they're ready to jump in and get fantastic results. And that's really also the difference here between launching and evergreen. What a lot of people say to me is that I love the idea of being evergreen, Rose. I love the idea of people signing up every week, but don't people need deadlines to get them to go over the line? And I know we've spoken about this quite a lot already, also with your clients as well, Beverly. And um, my ethos on this is that actually using a deadline to get people to invest is using fear, scarcity, and often inauthentic sales tactics and quite shallow sales tactics just to say, right, cart's closing, you need to sign up right now. And instead, being able to deepen your sales mastery instead and be able to speak to people's inner sense of urgency, their inner desire, um, and that knowing this of like, right, now is the right time for me to invest actually means you end up creating more empowered clients, uh, more high ticket clients, because let's be honest, high ticket clients don't need a ridiculous deadline to go and invest 20K. They know when they're ready to invest their 20K. So it's a much more empowered way of selling. Um, I find more authentic than saying like car is closing and, and we're showing the doors. Um, so that's the other big thing. And I have been evergreen now for well over a year, probably two years really for include my group coaching program in there too. And um, I haven't needed a deadline at all to get people to sign up. And we've continued to scale to 100K and even 200K months as well. And that's been so exciting to see without launching. It's been really fun. Um, but anyway, going back to your actual question here about what does that customer journey look like? Um, when people enter my world, they go through an evergreen webinar funnel. You've probably seen one before if you've been in the online space. And then there is a, there's multiple layers of an evergreen ecosystem on the back end that will include things like retargeting ads that are really, really cheap. Obviously an email sequence. We've all seen those. Um, a DM strategy, maybe a Facebook group, if you love Facebook groups, really powerful content that we're pumping out at certain times in people's journeys when they are considering working with me that then shifts belief and gets them to realize that the evergreen high ticket approach is what they want to do or not to do, of course, as well. So um, it's very, very simple when you break it down. It's just that many people don't realize the pieces all need to be put together really well for it to actually work. And the messaging that goes through the whole ecosystem needs to be super, super strong. Oh, I love that you talk about this. And I, and, and it also will bring me back to a little bit of the speed and my speed question is because, you know, it's interesting. I, and I've shared this with you too, is that I come from the gym world and we are just so, we, it is indoctrinated, not even just from the online space, but even from the gym space where it's, you know, we're, we have to hit a certain target by the end of the month. And so people are constantly deadline, 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 deadline. And it, it's one of the hardest things that I 
had to really wrap my brain around is that, you know, appealing to that sense of inner self urgency, which came from you. So I'm curious, right. You know, when you're dealing with with no deadline and you are wanting to appeal to the sense of urgency. And we've all heard before speed is the fastest way to wealth. It's going to win over free. Right. So my question is, you know, since we're in this world of fast, we're in this world of, of, you know, 15 seconds, seven second videos. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, you guys, come on, let's just get it together here. What are some of the ways that you have captured people's attention and actually got them to attend and watch some of your content that is five minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes. I'm curious about that. Yeah. It's all about the promise of that content. Is it going to be worth their time or not? And they need to believe it's going to be worth their time. And I would say for high ticket clients, they don't want to have to wait for seven o'clock on a Thursday night in two weeks time to come and watch your webinar or masterclass, <laughs> whatever it is. Like they want to watch it now. And it might be 11 o'clock at night that they're watching it because they've had such a busy day. Who knows? So making sure things are actually on demand. And let's be honest, we're used to Netflix at this point. Everything's on demand. So having that on demand is really powerful. Now, even if they don't watch the entirety of that training, or even if they don't watch it at all, they've still gone and clicked on that landing page, signed up to the training and said, I'm interested in this. This has got, this has piqued my interest, which is really cool because then, you know, as the marketer that you want to probably follow up with that person and have a conversation with them and say, Hey, what was it about this that interested you? What was your takeaway? What's relevant for you right now? What's going on for you? And you just get yourself into a conversation with them. And we all know that sales is a contact sport. That doesn't include a contact with yourself. So you've got to go talk to people and have conversations. Often that's something that's often like lost, I feel, in the online space where we're so used to putting funnels up and sales pages and just expect people to go and buy from us magically. And I'm a big advocate of having intimacy back into our sales process and marketing online. So I think people are craving that. And also when they're investing high ticket with you, they're probably going to want a conversation. So being able to get into that conversation, whether that's on Instagram DMs, Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn DMs, or whatever it might be, um, is really powerful. And then jump on a call with them, jump on a consult call, get them signed up. It's the right thing for them. Um, and that's why actually we've been able to grow um, to over half a million in just the first, it was about five or six months of um, fully pushing out this evergreen funnel again um, without a sales page. Did half a million in revenue without a sales page. And that was super exciting because it allowed us to move faster. Because I don't know about you, but sales pages take me weeks. And often I just end up having to hire somebody to write them for me because they take forever. And often when you've got a new offer, you are having to guess what goes on the sales page. You don't really know your client well enough just yet to be able to know exactly what to put on the sales page. So we ditched that step and just went straight to sales calls or conversations. And that allowed us then to make sales faster, really, really get to know our ideal client inside out, and then write a much better sales page as a result of that later. I barely use my sales page now anyway for my Freedom Accelerator. I just have conversations with people to see if it's the right fit or not. And then when it comes to that in a sense of urgency on that call, I'm always looking for like, why is this a now thing for them? Why is it so important that they say yes to this and step up now? What happens if they don't? What's the cost of that? And actually, sometimes it's not a now thing. And that's okay. I've had people that have said, actually, I'm not 100% sure that a group coaching program on Evergreen is what I want, Rose. Kind of go back and think about that bit first. I'm like, yes, I do not want you in here unless you know that's what you want. So sometimes it's actually better for them to go away, think about it, figure that bit out, and then come back to you. And 
when people are saying things like, I want to do it, but can I do it in three months time? Can I do it in June, in April, whatever it might be? I'm like, yeah, of course you can. Put your deposit down now. Let's save your spot and I'll see you in June. And at the end of uh, the summer last year was September, October time. Um, I had people literally putting deposits down to start in January, February, March and June the next year. So people are willing to say, yes, I want to hold my spot, send $1,500 or whatever it is to hold their spot in that way too. So even if the urgency piece isn't there for them right now, but they know they want to do it, you can still say, cool, let's have you signed up and then you're ready to go when you're ready. I love that. So I also am curious, you said, you know, put the deposit down to save your spot. So does that mean that you only onboard a certain number of people per month? I've gone backwards and forwards about this. So I have some clients that are just scaling and scaling. um, And then I also had a program that was built to just scale and scale and hold as many people as as we wanted. That was more of a low ticket program. Um, We're no longer running that right now. We literally stopped running it a few weeks ago. We're just focusing on my high ticket for now, bringing a new offer out today, in fact, Um, which is very exciting. But the high ticket one for me, based on how I really like to run it and how I like to have a personal relationship with everybody, at least give me the opportunity to do that. Um, and the fact that it's quite high touch, but in a way that's got boundaries. In place. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I haven't got Voxer mm-hmm. going up every 10 seconds because it is a group <laughs> coaching program. Um, with that in mind, I am going to be limiting the number of people in there. And we only have a certain number of spots left right now. And I know we will hit that limit by about March or April time uh, if we just keep doing what we're doing. And that's great. Um, but that will be a million dollar program for me at that point. So I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm happy to support that many women, make a million dollars out of that, pro- that one program in a year. I'm happy. Let's go do something else on top of that now as well. So um, yes and no. Some people will scale the crap out of it for hun- to hundreds of people and others might prefer to keep it a little bit smaller. But in terms of that program design, it's really important to be aware of that too when you are designing that program because many people don't think about the scalability part of it when they first go out there with their group coaching program and think, I just want 10 people in here and I'll be really happy. And then when they get to 30 people, they're like, holy crap, this is a lot of work because they never designed it for scale in the first place. Love that. So I'm, you know, when you are talking about also the, the limited spots, right? One of the things that I'm noticing is that it's not false, right? It's not one of those false urgencies or false sense of scarcity, which is what is really prevalent in our space and in the Mm -hmm. online space right now is this sense of like, well, what's going to happen if I don't, you know, what do you mean? Are you Mm going to go, can I just in theory, go through your funnel again and get the 50% offer? Yes, you can. But when you're really making these limited spots and having it for a reason, then it's not, you don't have that sense of falseness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which Absolutely. is empowering, which is empowering. Mm-hmm. And people sense that. And I think yeah. that a lot of people forget that is that mm-hmm. people know when something feels false. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd much prefer to have a wait list of incredible people ready to jump in um, than to say, right, we've only got 10 spots left or something. And like that mm-hmm. kind of fake scarcity mm-hmm. thing. Um, so yes, I feel like it's a lot more aligned and heartfelt to say, look, there's genuinely just a few spots left because I really care about your client experience inside here. When we hit the cap, we hit the cap. And then after that, we're on the wait list and we get you in when you're, when you're ready. So now with your program specifically, just because I, I know it and we've talked, you know, you, you see a lot of high ticket programs that are 
are, you know, three months, six months and 12 months. So I'm Mm -hmm. curious, how do you get people excited about a 12 month program? Because typically when people see how long, or they see the length of a program, they make a subconscious decision about, oh, this, this is how long it's going to take to get to my goal, which Mm -hmm. can sometimes be disempowering. So how do you get people excited about a six month or 12 month experience? Yeah. So my Freedom Accelerator is a 12 month container and it's very intentionally 12 months because the program promise is really big. And I know to give people enough time and space and given that like shiz happens and you get ill and then we've had, we've got two people in the program right now who are pregnant. (laughs) It's like morning sickness, kick their ass. And that's okay. It all impacts like how you run your business. Um, And I know that the program promise on the Freedom Freedom Accelerator is really big and 12 months is definitely the amount of time required to be able to reach that really big promise um now that's not to say that they're not going to be able to create epic wins really quickly i think that's the thing here if you say right my program is 12 months and then people are thinking oh it's gonna take me 12 months to create results then you've done something wrong in the way you've articulated your program so Mm -hmm. to counteract that the way that i portray my program when i'm describing it is i say well there's three phases i take you through and you move through them as quickly or as slowly as you want to and in phase one, we do this and this and you get X result. So in the, usually in the first 30 to 60 days, my clients have made back their entire investment in literally the first month. Um, most people make that back their entire investment within 90 days, 90 days of the backstop. Um, so then people are like, okay, cool. In the first three months, I ordered an X, Y, Z and got X result. And then I've got nine months left. Wow. Okay. So then what's phase two about Rose and what's phase three about? So they can kind of see that journey um, and what will happen at each stage roughly for them. Obviously there's never any guarantees, but they have that vision and then they know it's not going to take 12 months. It's going to be like a couple of months and then something's going to happen a couple of months and something else is going to happen. So that's how I like to articulate the journey. And then people are able to get their head and heart behind, okay, this is what I'm about to do. And I'm not going to have to wait 12 months to get the results. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's a difference between, you know, the transformation promise, and then you can have your quick wins, right? You get people excited about their first, like if they're trying to climb Mount Everest, get them excited about the first summit because people come for content and stay for community. Yeah. You know, and I just think it's interesting is that it just, people struggle a lot with communicating an actual promise because there is a line of responsibility between what you as the coach are responsible for and what Mm -hmm. your client is responsible for. You can't Mm -hmm. do your push-ups for them. You can't eat for them. So sometimes that can be really hard to navigate. So I'm curious how you have, how you have been able to empower your clients to own their own experience and as well as give them the support that they need yes three words pre-framing pre-framing (laughs) pre-framing so what do I mean by that exactly well I've got a couple of things at the very beginning of my program that I talk about um we've got a program promise and that basically lists all the things that I promise to them that I'll teach them and show them and guide them through and commit to and then I've got on the other side of that page a list of what I expect from them um and that might be things like implementing everything that you commit to or taking full responsibility or doing all the stuff that basically you want them to make sure they do so that they can actually achieve the outcome. Um, So that's the the first thing. The second thing is I've got a couple of videos in that first like setup for success area 
that really pre-frames how I want them to show up inside that program. Um, videos around like who gets the best results inside programs like this, um, what to do when you feel like you are retreating back or going into self-sabotage mode or anything like that so that you can really pinpoint the behaviors that you know are going to sabotage your clients or they can pinpoint them for themselves and then they can agree right when this happens I'm going to do xyz so when I find myself hiding in the group I'm going to post in the Facebook group and say hey I'm hiding I need some help on this thing that I'm really stuck with for instance um and then feel free to reinforce that with accountability forms or accountability check-ins and things like that which is obviously very common in the health industry anyway um and to also be aware of your language because at the end of the day, when you keep saying like, we are going to help you get to X, it's putting the responsibility on you as the coach quite a lot. And instead you want to empower your client to get resourceful themselves and say, right, you are going to be, achieve, be able to achieve X. And they need to realize that they're pulling on you as the coach or the PT or whoever you are, you're taking the role as, um, as their thought partner, as their guide, as their accountability buddy, um, rather than as like their mother <laughs> or another role that really isn't what you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, I'm also curious. I love that. That's just so that's powerful. And I'm curious, you know, as you have created and cultivated this group dynamic, how have you combated some of the different personalities that maybe get called together? Like what happens if not everyone in the group jives? How have you set the tone inside of your community so that people don't hide, so that people respect and honor each other? Because undoubtedly, you know, we're all human beings having a human experience. So how have you nurtured that environment so that everyone feels safe essentially yeah um, i definitely learned some lessons around this for sure um i shared a video where i shared a lot of vulnerability in with my clients because i realized that people didn't feel safe to be vulnerable and there was a lots of people like celebrating their own wins and successes and the people that weren't getting the wins that week were feeling a bit crap about themselves or people that were struggling with something they didn't want to share because it felt very shameful feel like they just were on their own so I shared a very vulnerable video and it made me crying a little bit and <laughs> it allowed people to be like oh actually being vulnerable is welcome and that's okay um so that was a really powerful shift that I made um I also have an NDA policy as in no dicks allowed policy <laughs> you're a dick you're gone babe sorry <laughs> that's an important one I'd say for sure um and then also just knowing that when you get a group of so many people together not everybody's going to get on with each other and that's okay that's just life isn't it really mm -hmm. when you're at school mm -hmm. with 30 other kids you didn't get on with everybody and that's all right um and to also stop trying to make your group coaching programs perfect because life isn't perfect so stop trying to control everybody's experience inside the program to make it absolutely incredible yes do what you say you're going to do deliver on your program promise, be authentic, be with an integrity, do all the stuff you're expected to do as a business owner, but don't try and make everybody's experience perfect and respond to all of the nitty gritty feedback you might get as you run a group coaching program of 30, 40, 50 people. Instead, just recognize that life ain't perfect. So stop trying to make your group coaching program perfect as well. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So just to switch gears a little bit, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about pricing, right? Because we've been talking about high ticket and I'm in the fitness space. And so 
I am not going to lie to you. When we talk about high ticket, my clients are like $200. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> let's start thinking bigger here, right? Because, you know, we're used to Planet Fitness, $10. We're mm-hmm. used to, you know, free beach body having all these resources out there. So people are almost conditioned to think that fitness needs to be low ticket. I don't Mm -hmm. want to say cheap because it's not, it's, you know, every person has their, you know, it's not for us to decide what's expensive and what's not. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, you know, how, because I know you've worked with people as well in the fitness space. So how have you approached that when the majority of the market is used to seeing free or, Mm -hmm. or low ticket? Yeah, this really is a limiting belief problem. Um, so I had a client a couple of years ago now who came to me, who's in the fitness space, in the female weight loss, female fat loss type space. And um, she had been told by mentors and people that she knew in the industry that she couldn't go beyond 200 pounds a month, about $300, let's say, um, for what she sells. Otherwise, it won't sell any longer. And I was like, seriously? Is that, do you genuinely believe that? And literally a month later, she sold a spot at 500 pounds a month, which is six or $700. And then she was at 600 pounds soon after that. And I was like, well, you've just completely proven that to be wrong. And then other people in her industry like realized what she was doing and kept asking her, like, how are you doing that? How are you able to sell something for five or $600 a month and get people signed up to 3K packages and things like that? And she's like, well, you just got to first change your mindset around it and then start looking at where are your highest quality leads coming from? Um, What sort of packages are you actually selling at that level? What is the pain point that you're solving for at that level? Is it just female fat loss or is it something slightly more advanced? Is it female fat loss with hormonal issues on top? Is it female fat loss with PCOS on top or something like that, that actually it's a bit more advanced and they're not going to get the answers from their doctor they're going to get the answers from you as the coach who has really looked at this yourself or had your own personal experience around it and is known for helping in that area. So obviously niching down is really powerful here. Talking to something that I like to call the high ticket client mentality. What is it that makes somebody say, yep, yeah, 3K is definitely what I'm happy to spend on this problem. Sign me up. Off we go. Um, where are these people coming from? Why is it they, that their psychology is different compared to other people that only will spend like a hundred dollars or something? Um, and actually probably worth me sharing. I know of a health and fitness related offer available in London, which is about 85,000 pounds. So well over a hundred K for the year. And that is specifically geared towards CEOs, business owners, and people that often travel a lot for work. So they find themselves in Beijing in a hotel, not knowing what to eat from the menu to keep on track with their macros and things like that, that you can create very bespokely for somebody and charge them a chunk of money because they really value being able to feel fit, lean, strong, and energized for their job. And because of their income on what their business is doing or with their role as a CEO and the bonuses they might be getting a hundred grand on that is well worth it. And thinking about like, where else are those clients that really value what you do and why is it that they're willing to spend more money for that? Um, so yeah, there's always clients at every single price point, including hundred K price points for the year in the health and fitness space. 
Love that. And I'm also curious your thoughts and opinions because are on, on the idea of both accessibility, when you have people will say to me, you know, if 78% of Americans, and I can only speak to America, but mm-hmm. 78 Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, then how is, you know, how big is that market space really? Number one. And then number two, you know, especially I don't watch the news, but a lot of, but I, I know that there's a lot of fear mongering that goes on in the news and so when we've got things like economic down downturns and oh this pandemic and all these are reasons why people are living in this scarcity mindset it can be challenging to present a high ticket offer so what are some of the things that you've really helped your clients with mm-hmm. yeah so economic downturn but oh inflation's really high so there's more money sloshing around than ever before hmm interesting <laughs> and how big it <laughs> How big is the US population? Let's do that calculation real quick. Is it nearly 400 million now? Not quite. Is it? I mean, there's like 8 billion people on this planet. So there's so many people. Exactly. So let's say just round up 400 million. And we've got 20% of people that are not on like paycheck to paycheck. So we're looking at 80 million people potentially. Oh, that's a little bit over the top at this point. Let's halve it for argument's sake and go down to 40 million because we know some are kids (laughs) and old people. Oh, there's 40 million people. Now, what percentage of those 40 million people are going to be interested in their health and fitness? Quite a few at this point. We're in the 21st century now. Everybody's obsessed with this stuff. But let's assume it's only 10% of these 40 million. So we're being very, very conservative. There's still 4 million people in the US that are willing to pay good money. I think that will be enough to have probably a very, very healthy business for at least 20 years. At least, right? I mean, only 4 million people. I mean, it's so true. It's so true. But there's this book, it's, there's this book called Perfectly Irrational. People are, don't think, they're just thinking in their small context box and what's right in front of them as opposed to, Mm -hmm. What's true, which is that there are 4 million people who have just never heard of you before. Yes, literally. <laughs> and if we think about how many clients we actually need to have a really successful yes. business, it's probably yes. only 50 to 100 in any given year, sometimes less. <laughs> yes, not 4 million. No, nowhere near. <laughs> you know, and then also too, when we're talking about different markets, right? I, I don't know about you. Ms. Rose, but for me, I have a much easier time selling to people who are excited about possibility and are ready to invest than I do the people that are, you know, hoarding their dollars and pennies. And even though I'm asking for $27, yeah, right. It's almost harder to sell to someone for $27 than it is for $2,700. I 100% agree. I just, I just cannot be honest with it anymore. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's way easy to sell a 15 to 18K product for me now. Really, really. And and I just think too about my own buying behaviors and when Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about solving my own problems, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want the $22 offer. Like, just stop making me wait. I don't want that. Can you just tell me? Tell me what my options are so that I can make the decision myself, right? It goes back to who is it that you're serving? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm a CEO. I make decisions all day long. I don't need you to, to hoard information for me. Just give me my options so that I can make the decision. (laughs) Yeah. And people are really craving personalization as well. I find now, like if you're presenting with multiple health challenges and maybe slightly disordered eating that you really would like some guidance on, 
you've maybe tried therapy, therapy or hypnotherapy on, but actually you just need another human that's had the same experience who can kind of talk you through that moment where you just really want to emotionally eat. <laughs> like right. you can't exactly call your therapist at that point. And so having that coach at your side is really powerful. And people are sometimes so willing to spend really good money for that kind of support too. Oh, I'm, I'm really glad that you brought that up because I'll, I'll speak to my own experience is that I had, um, I was having trouble with my children sleeping. And so mm. I actually hired someone to help me because my husband is out of the house 60 hours a week. So it's literally me only. And it was like, I was dreading bedtime in a way that is like dreading it. So I had about 14 days of this person that I could just literally like be crying on the phone to on text, like voice Mm -hmm. messages of like, this is so hard. I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. And it was like a seven to 14 day sprint. Yeah. And it was the game changer for me that helped me get my kids to sleep. Oh, so valuable. Right. So valuable. It's like, sometimes all you just need is Mm -hmm. that extra support, Mm -hmm. the custom strategy and the extra support. It doesn't have to be all the time. Like I'm not calling her every single day. Right. But it was just that seven day sprint of (laughs) 7 PM to 8 PM. Right. (laughs) So the hell hour. Yeah, that hour that is like that looms over you. And so when you really think about it in terms of the context of time, that was seven hours of time that I needed support in like, you know, 30 days. Yeah. So good. Right. That's such a good example. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, you know, and and that, you know, I would pay top dollar for. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also it's not just those seven days that you had help. It then impacted you, I suspect, for years afterwards. So you're paying for for the long run impact, not just seven days. For sure. It's like, that's, you know, that's just an example of, of how you can position your offers to Mm -hmm. demonstrate the ROI and the, and the ripple effect on the return on investment, Mm -hmm. even though it's just an intense time in the moment that you're giving, but it's going to have, it's going to pay back in dividends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But, But people just don't see that. No, but you've got to get them to see that as the marketer yes. of your services. It's really important that sometimes, well, really, you're responsible for articulating the value of what you sell. No one else is going to do it for you. So you've got to do it. And so tapping into like things like that is really powerful then for people saying, oh, actually, this is worth it. I'm willing to go and find the two grand, three grand, whatever it might be to make it happen. Well, I'm actually really glad that you brought it up because it's a perfect segue into my next question, which is that I sometimes when I'm finding for me personally, is that people, when they start to get to that certain level, or they start to get to that upper limits where maybe they are ready to invest. The first thing that they ask is, can you just do it for me? Can, you know, they're like, I want an agency, right? Mm -hmm. So have you run into that and how do you combat that? I ran into it twice. Um, so actually not very much at all in the grand scheme of things and percentage wise. Um, but I actually have a video out there on my ads right now that is literally something like, why invest in a 15K coach when you could get a marketing agency to create the same result or something like that. Um, mm. And I go into detail about like why that is and why you would hire a coach to do it versus hiring a, a marketing team to, to do the work for you. Um, 
why learn it for yourself when you can outsource it that kind of thing um and it's like going into detail around things like well if you were to hire an agency would you actually know why the data is crap um would you know how to drive that agency would you know how to set the strategy with that agency to get the most out of them or would you end up with an experience which i hear 99 percent of the time which is oh yeah i hired an ads agency or i hired a marketing agency and all it did was burn my cash and I ended up with no results and I'm really pissed off about it or I feel like I got burned. Like, no, 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 no. You didn't set the strategy properly. You didn't drive them as team members. You just handed your marketing problem over to somebody else and expected them to fix it for you. It's not how business works, babe. <laughs> so I get really on my high horse about this one. <laughs> Honestly, me too. And honestly, you know, I've also fallen into the trap as that, you know, wanting to get your clients results faster. It's like, no, no, let me just do it for you. But then that's like, that's like, you're just robbing your clients of lessons. And it was so interesting to me as I reflected on those experiences, because I was like, I don't hover over my kids. I let them learn their own lessons. Mm -hmm. So why am I hovering over my client? Yeah. And nobody, nobody is going to know your business and know your voice better than you. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. You know, it's, I mean, yeah. yes, you'll learn stuff from your own agency. You'll learn stuff when people do stuff for you. But I remember distinctly getting really, really annoyed one Saturday morning that the ads weren't getting results. And I was like, maybe I can do this better on my own. So I whipped up an, a, a campaign really quickly because I know how to use ads. I teach ads to my clients. And, um, got something out there and literally three days later I was beating the ads agency's results I was like I should have just trusted myself with this (laughs) so yeah I would much prefer to give people the skill set to be able to make money in their business or for for your audience maybe it's to give them the skill set to be able to make really good lifelong decisions around health every single day um rather than them relying on you all the time so I feel like that is true empowerment for your clients when you're able to equip them with the skill set and the learnings and sometimes that does require you to step back a little bit Mm -hmm. it's hard it's definitely it's definitely hard too and I think or can be hard I should say Mm -hmm. and you know like I you it's if you try to learn the lesson for your client you know you are it's like trying to keep your children in a little bubble and act as if no the world is not going to hurt them and it's just that's called helicopter parenting isn't it yes yes (laughs) helicopter parenting don't helicopter coach (laughs) yes exactly it's so true um and also too what ends up happening is that you oftentimes is that you invest more money than you're making into Mm -hmm. people that don't care about your business the way you do yeah, you are one of many of their clients potentially. Yes. And they, yeah, they're just not going to know as well as you, even if they're the best copywriters in the world or the best ad agency in the world, nothing sometimes beats really doing your own stuff and learning your own lessons. So, you know, when, how do you, and I want to be mindful of your time. So this will be one of our last questions, but how do you navigate the nuances between, you know, leveraging your time and growing your team and starting to hire out versus, you know, doing, doing it yourself. Mm. So it's interesting you should ask this because this has definitely been on my mind over the last few months. Um, <laughs> we made two new hires this month, beginning of January, and that was really exciting, a little bit scary. Um, I kind of get got to the point where 
you become the bottleneck in your business, whether that is you're the bottleneck for sales that often happens that like you can only take so many sales calls or you're the bottleneck for leads because you can only have so many conversations in the DMs or something like that. And so one of the biggest mistakes I see coaches and people in the online space make is hiring non-income generating team members. And that might be like a videographer or um, an executive assistant that does tasks for you, but are they actually focusing on the right tasks? And are you spending the extra time you've got back on income generating stuff? Or they'll hire co-coaches to deliver in their programs, but they haven't actually got the lead generation and sales system down yet to warrant the co-coach and the extra spend. All these sorts of extra team members just add cost lines to the business and they crunch down on that profit. And at the end of the day, we are in business to make profit as well as help people. If there's no profit, there's no business. We've got to be aware of that too, particularly with an online business. Um, so when it comes to hiring team members, I'm very conscious of who's income generating and who isn't in my team. And then how much are we paying each person respectively? Um, so one of the people that I hired last year and trained last year was actually somebody to work in my DMs. She works in there a couple of hours a day and that was hugely income generating. The um, person that I hired and then trained brought in a 15K client for me after 30 days. I was like, ah, okay, this role works in my business. We can continue doing this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I found that I was spending so much time in the DMs and TMs are really good. They are lead generating, they are sales making, they are definitely an income generating place for me to be, but there's only so many hours in the day. So passing income generating stuff onto a team, really, really powerful because then they're driving the result for you in the business. Um, but I'm a big fan of a lean team, lean, mean, income generating team <laughs> and um, keeping things really simple and building assets. I think that's the other thing as well. Right now we've spent a lot of money on team because I'm very consciously building assets this month and this quarter that we're going to be reaping the profit from in the months and years to come. So I'm willing to spend an extra 10K on team or whatever it might be this month to be able to make that happen in the long run. Um, so yeah, lots of factors that come into play with this whole team conversation, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I know it could be a whole nother, it could be a whole nother podcast. This is mm -hmm. what we're doubling down on in Excel, in my accelerator yeah. is talking about, you know, how to, because you keep, we are, we're always going to have upper limits. It's just, we're, we're no matter what it is, you know, you first hundred K then 500 K like there's always going to be something where you are needing to make a decision and evaluating whether or not, you know, evaluating what your ROI is going to be. And so, yeah. and there's just, sometimes you just have to decide and then assess. Right. Yeah. So I just was curious your thoughts on that. Okay. So for those of you, I want to be mindful of your time. So for those of you who want to learn more about you, come hang out with you, where should I set that? Okay. So if you're interested in learning how to craft a high ticket group coaching program and scale it on Evergreen, so you don't have to ride the launch roller coaster anymore. You can have science, you can have clients sign up every single week. Just head to roseradford.com slash workshop, go and grab my workshop. And it's an incredible two hours of training where I answer lots, lots of questions and just peel back the lid on what it takes to be able to scale a business to multi six and seven figures on evergreen um, if you want to just come stalk my content instagram is the best place to come and find my free stuff and that is i am rose radford over on instagram okay amazing and we of course will link all of that up in our show notes so thank you so much rose for coming and hanging out with us today i really appreciate it thank you for having me 
Thank you for listening to the PT Profit Podcast. If you like this episode, chances are your friends will too. So it would be a huge service to us if you would please leave us a review and share with your friends on your social media channels. When you leave us a review, be sure to take a screenshot of it and email that screenshot to my team at info at bsimpsonfitness.com. And we'll send you a very special Instagram podcast that will show you how to create compelling content so that your ideal clients come to you and you go from wanting clients to a wait list of clients ready for your services. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.